guys uh hello what's going on it's it's grant i'm here on the skips news podcast and we have our friend jillian on the podcast jillian go ahead and say hello hello there governor (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah jane's here too hey guys what's up so today we're gonna be sitting down with jillian brocky um i'll let her introduce herself and tell her a little bit more about you guys but we went to college together so we've known each other for a few years but jillian just go ahead and tell them a little bit about you where you live what your job is all that kind of stuff yeah sure thing um so i am jillian i live here in brooklyn new york uh thanks for making the trek you guys and um i went to school for acting um all my family is in the arts. I come from a theater family, so it's kind of one of those things where uh, it's like your parents are doctors and they want you to be a doctor, and so I'm an actor because they're actors. And uh, um, I work at a cat cafe during the day. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know you did that. Yeah, uh, I need to hear more details about that. <laughs> well, I'm lucky to. Do you uh, serve the cats, <laughs> or in basically in theory, in my heart, I do, but. Um, I, I mostly am like baristaing and I wake up early and put things in the oven. I don't actually bake, but I like to think I kind of do. Um, I put things in the oven in the mornings, croissants, I egg wash them and I Ooh. sprinkle powdered sugar on things and fill cookies. It's very rewarding. A decorator. Yeah. A decorator. Pretty much. Yeah, kind of. Now are they, are they cat <laughs> treats or? They're cat shaped things. I'm just, I'm still making a joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, should, I, should I was like, Grant, wait, have you never heard of a cat cafe? <laughs> no, I actually have not heard of a cat cafe. What oh, is yeah. it? Well, this is actually New York's very first cat cafe. And it is basically a little place that adoptable cats stay. They live there and um, people can come in and they pay like, I think it's $8 for every 30 minutes that you're there. And you can just hang out with cats and drink your coffee and just get work done and hopefully adopt um people just donate and they adopt and that's kind of how the place stays afloat and yeah that is actually incredible Mm -hmm. now i Mm -hmm. do have one question (laughs) how is the smell um it can (laughs) definitely smell like cat poo almost all the time (laughs) but like the the coffee beans and maybe the fresh baked croissants maybe kind of dilute the smell no that's totally fine because the thing is is by law (laughs) those two things are separated so i am in a building like a building over from the actual cat side <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah, so. i don't think the fda would approve exactly. of you the, know the actual baking is in a different room. your sanitation <laughs> score would be rather low right and we have an a so we are okay <laughs> right. holding on to that yeah all right cool so how long have you been in brooklyn um i guess about four years since i moved to new york i went straight to brooklyn i just assumed it would be cheaper I'm not sure if that actually <laughs> is true, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you move here right after college or what was that journey like? Yes. Um, I moved right after college with another friend in our theater department, um, rented a big old U-Haul and uh, packed all of our stuff up. Um, I know a lot of people do the whole, you know, like a suitcase and that's it. But I had a cat at the time and luckily the other person I moved up with also wasn't trying to live just out of a suitcase. So we uh, took like a 10 hour drive up, probably longer since it was, you can only go like 60 miles per hour in a U-Haul that big. But um, yeah, woke up 3 a.m., did the whole thing, gave my cat some uh, pills so he would uh, be really chill. <laughs> and That's uh, the way to do it. Yeah. My cat like freaks out when I put her in her car. She's like, ruined people's cars before oh, because no. she just scratches <laughs> the yeah it's yeah. it's bad yeah, it's really she like bad. latches on the top of oh. the like the headpiece mm. so heavy medication yeah. is, the, cu- yeah. is the cure kept is the him in the in the little crate for sure because who knows and he's giant so i don't want him to like get wedged between the like pedal or something i don't know <laughs> now have you lived, have you lived here for four years in this place um no i just moved in this apartment in july um so i've basically i've lived in three different places in the four years i've been here um basically went from Bushwick to Williamsburg back to Bushwick. So I had a, like the taste of the hipster lifestyle and 
both of those I was places. Like, Ooh, Williamsburg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, there's you a hear bank it. on every corner. <laughs> you hear the name and you think it's great, but honestly, I've enjoyed living in Bushwick a lot better. Like, just there's a lot more food. It's cheaper, and you know, I'm right next to a train, and um, just like the neighbors, like weirdly enough. Like when we moved here, people would come up to us and be like, are y'all moving in? And they're, we're like, yeah. And they're like, oh, nice to see you. And I'm like, you too? And it's not weird. It's like, I don't feel creeped out by anyone. Like, it's I, like a nice sense of community. Yeah, it's really nice. And uh, I don't know. We've just, we discover a lot. We Like I said, we have chickens and roosters um, ac- across the street. So, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you moved here to, into this apartment in July um, and then something really crazy happened right (laughs) (laughs) so let's just dive into that I want to talk about I'll let you kind of tell your story sure yeah um well this last year to start it off basically really quick I'll just say um I started off the year with this uh desire to actually do a new year's resolution so I started off not eating sugar for the year and it's weird to think about how quickly that went by because 10 months in in October, I found out um, that I had breast cancer and um, immediately like this idea of like the last almost year of my life, I've like concentrated so much on like this one thing and all of a sudden like how much does that really matter <laughs> um, with this bigger like life altering situation going on. So just like the time frame of it, it's just so crazy to think about. But um, yeah, so I found out in October about having breast cancer and I guess these last couple of months have just been a total change of lifestyle. Um, knowing, you know, like just really just everything is just different. Just thinking about, uh, how to go about life and how to appreciate things. And, um, now were you just going for like, again, cause I don't really know much yeah. about breast cancer. Um, but were you just going in for a routine checkup and it was just like, then the, the doctor comes in like what right. what what happened and and what kind of went through your mind when you kind of got that news because I mean you know that's such a, a very you know kind of a serious mm-hmm. not kind of I mean it's a serious <laughs> yeah. thing you know so what was what, what what were you kind of thinking in that moment um well so the great part about it all is that my boyfriend actually found the lump um so for the rest of life I can say my boyfriend saved my life <laughs> um he literally did um he found a lump and his mom had breast cancer. So I think when he was younger, like in elementary or middle school more so, his like health class actually had like a segment that they would pass around like a little sack that had like a little mass in it. And so they could actually feel what it felt like. And I mean, I never did anything like that. So (laughs) I probably never would have found it, honestly. Um, Because when he pointed it out to me, I'm like, "Ah, that's nothing. Ah, What are you talking about? And so I went and got just like a physical exam. They kind of told me, oh, that doesn't feel like anything, but we'll give you a referral for an ultrasound. And of course, them saying, oh, it doesn't seem like anything. I just kind of let that go for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally, uh, you know, you don't think about it. Right, you know, you obviously. Work yourself up. Exactly. You know? yeah. And so, you know, the nurse practitioner was like, eh, it's nothing. So I was like, great. But then... I'll honestly, the fact that the doctor that they had referred, referred me to had like an online way of like making an appointment and I didn't have to f- make a phone call. Cause I'm very like, I hate making phone calls. Um, so like <laughs> millennial over here. Um, it's so much easier to do it online. Yeah, too. exactly. You don't got to wait. Cause it's probably a robot picking up. Exactly. Yeah. So I made it online and they actually called me back because I had made the appointment for a mammogram. Turns out you can't even get a mammogram like under the age of like 35, which is kind of crazy considering. Do you, do you know why? Uh, they just like, don't think it's as necessary for some reason. And oh. it's like, okay. Cause technically it's like 0.2%, 0.2 to 4% of women under the age of like 40 get breast cancer. Mm-hmm. But again, like, when you actually look at that as a human, like the amount of people that I've seen come out of like Instagram alone are all my age. Like there's a hashtag, like hashtag young breast cancer. And it's like, Oh, that's a like that small percentage is actually like way more physical human beings than I would have imagined. So nevertheless, instead of the mammogram, they had me do an ultrasound. Ultrasound 
had like the doctor come out and she was like, okay, so we don't know what this is and we need to figure that out. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was like the first hint of like, I'm not as sure of myself as I thought I was. And, you know, like stuff, stuff is getting a little bit more yeah. serious. And, um, yeah. I think I was very like, I was definitely looking up a lot of the statistics at that point and just being like, there's no way, there's just no way. That's such a small amount. And then from the ultrasound, I did a biopsy and the biopsy is, um, I did one where they stuck a needle in my, in my side and, um, extracted, um, a little bit of the mass. Like, so they took out some tissue of the thing in question. And, um, about three days later, um, I was just getting out of seeing Joker at the theaters, <laughs> which I find Phenomenal very funny. Movie. <laughs> I didn't see it. I regret it. Everyone <laughs> right. told me I should have. Well, well, there's still time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's out there. But anyway, but wa- after seeing Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, right after seeing like this man have all of his like mental health issues and I'm like, OK, like we get it. You were hit on the head. as a child. We get it. Um, you just summarized the whole plot. You don't have to go see it <laughs> you anymore. You don't have to Jane. see it. Exactly. Okay, okay, I'm good, I'm good. But um, literally, I got a phone call from like a new york phone number and uh it was like my doctor who i didn't even met yet he was like the one who had actually read everything on the whatever because doctors like there's such a hierarchy you know there's like you see one doctor but then another one looks at it another one diagnoses it so exactly so yeah oh my god hello stranger that i'm talking to and he's like can you talk for a minute i'm like yeah so i'm like sitting on the side of like bedford avenue in williamsburg and he starts saying all these big words and stuff and basically breaks down that I had um, invasive ductal carcinoma, um, like 10 milliliters, I think, millimeters, milliliters, um, one of those things. Very, very, very tiny, very small. But um, yeah, just breast cancer in general. And um, I, he, you know, it's like crazy how it's like, they say that and then they still have so much else to say. So you're just sitting there on the phone like, okay, okay, okay. And my boyfriend is like standing off to the corner like, what is she doing on the phone? He has no like idea who I'm talking to and all I'm doing is like shaking my head at him like this ain't good. And um, basically he, the doctor hooked me up thankfully with another referral to a surgeon. And, you know, again, I'm like a surgeon. I don't know anything about what is going on and luckily i mean honestly if they hadn't given me the names of doctors i wouldn't have known that step to take so mm-hmm. and i'm sure that that's normal but just the simple fact that it's like i don't want to have to deal with that thank you for taking care of it all i don't want to like sit here and google like what doctors for breast cancer are in my you know insurance because i can't even say the word breast cancer right now i can't even believe i'm even saying that so got off the phone and then just like definitely had a melodramatic crying moment in the middle of Williamsburg which you know this is New York you see something like that a lot so it's I wasn't not unusual. too we've concerned. all cried on the train yeah, several times several times at this point for it's sure a good place to cry it really is you know and I mean I'm fine with that I am no shame about it at all like it's very it's therapeutic in a way um but uh we ended up walking home like the almost three miles, like because I like was so like the adrenal adrenaline hitting me about this. Like I was just like from Williamsburg to like where I live in Bushwick, like we just walked it and like I, I hate walking. <laughs> so the fact that like I did that is like a testament to how I was like feeling just so like buzzed and like, I don't know, just mystified by this information. Yeah. And then the very next day I went to work and I was again, just kind of like, what's going on? And I immediately made a phone call to the surgeon's office. Once they opened, they immediately were like, well, can you come in today? And I was like, "Uh, okay. And I naively thought that like that meant that they were going to like take out the mass like right then and there. Like I had no idea like this concept of like, that's either going to be a lumpectomy or a mastectomy there is no just like taking off the mass. Like I, I just had no idea. So, so I spent about like seven hours, um, going oh from different doctor's God. offices. Um, that for like, day? yeah, that day, oh like I went God. from like 59th street all the way up to 96th street, like went back and forth to, I went to an oncologist's office. I went to the surgeon's office. I went to the breast surgeon's office. 
uh, or like the plastic surgeon. And are you just going in there and they're doing these like tests or examinations on you? And then they're like, well, you got to go to this doctor and then you got to go to this doctor. Like, yeah. Why Why do you, why did you have to jump around so much? Um, It's like, there's just so many parts of like who all's working together. Like you have the surgeon, that's one who's just getting it out. Then you have the plastic surgeon because if I, you know, I chose to have a mastectomy and so that's reconstruction. Um, and then the oncologist who actually treats the whole body, you know, so that's like their blood and everything, like actually just making sure there is no remnants left after they take out the mass. Um, so, and, and I really appreciate it cause I've, again, I've seen so many people on like Instagram telling me, you know, I have my appointment for like next month. I got, I found out I had breast cancer and then had the surgery within three weeks. So the fact that like they got it, that happened so fast, I'm just really lucky because long story short, um, I don't have to have chemo, um, which I found out earlier this week. And I, I, I'm basically, I'm stage one. Um, I've got a pretty, pretty good prognosis. So I know so many people on like social media that I've met and it's just like, not as quick and it's you know it's just like this you don't want to prolong this anymore it's like every day you have to sit there and be like I hope I'll get a phone call and so it's just a lot of sitting and waiting it's kind of like the audition world (laughs) sit and wait you know forget about it and just hope that someone calls you speaking of social media so you've been like very open and vulnerable especially on your Instagram what made you want to do that (laughs) Because when, when I saw that first post, I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I was so taken aback. Um, and I, I called Mary, Mary immediately. So Mary's <laughs> yeah. my, if you guys don't know, Mary's my older sister and her and Jillian uh, went to school a lot longer than Jillian and I went to school mm-hmm. together. But yeah, and I was like, this is so cool that she's putting that out there. So what, what made you decide to do that? I honestly think it's because I just knew I wouldn't be able to keep it to myself. Um, social media is weird, you know. Everyone wants to put their best foot forward and like never show the dark sides to things. And I think that even before this whole situation, I was very apt to like talk about going to therapy and um, just things about, you know, my fears and stuff like that. Um, Just kind of trying to reach a community of people on social media that were also trying to like be real as much as, you know, as real as you Mm -hmm. let yourself be on social media. So not knowing like what that was going to lead to, I just decided, I'm like, I just know myself, like this is going to be a big part of my life. Like, I don't know how I'm going to like post a picture of me and my cats. And like, in my mind, I'm thinking about this real thing, but I'm only posting this other thing. And obviously no judgment to anyone who doesn't want to share that part of their lives on social media. Cause social media is weird. <laughs> but, um, I think for me, it was just like more cathartic that way. And um, it sounds like you you found a community that yeah. really was there for you in this in this time. Did you kind of use social media for some type of therapy for yourself? You would say, or? yeah, um, especially because, <laughs> ironically, my um, my actual therapist uh, went on maternity leave like oh the day God. I had <laughs> my surgery. <laughs> so it's like literally like I don't like my therapist is like away right now. So, <laughs> um, so it was really nice. Like I've just had so many people reach out and be like, I found out the same time you did. I'm 37. I, you know, this one woman has like two kids and she's you know I, I don't know what part of the country she lives in but it's just like you find these other people who are literally going through the exact same thing and I can ask them questions and there's been a girl who I just found who lives in Oregon who's asking me questions and I'm like just like bum 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 like this is exactly how I went through it, it might be different for you obviously but just literally having anyone to talk to I mean you really don't think that you're going to go through this and then there it is well, there's a lot of power in that too, being kind of that that group together, you know, fighting fighting this, you know, being there for each other, and and I because a lot of times social media kind of gets this like bad stigma of being mm-hmm. too invasive and too much, but I think this is a great example of how it can help cope and kind of uh, you know conquer these big problems together, and that that's just so fascinating that you found this sort of community on on uh, social media for this this time. For sure. For um, sure. so what is what does the future look like for um, this type of uh, diagnosis for you? Um, 
you know like you said you said stage one what yeah. is that I, again i feel so stupid no. but i don't really know so what does that Trust mean me, um i it's crazy like i don't even know if i know everything there is to know um i'm currently taking a hormone kind of blocking pill every day for the next five years um because in order to actually be in remission you have to have five years of no you know pop-ups of any other cancer um so you know it's like that weird thing it's like am I cancer free? You know, I see these other people online. It's like, I don't have cancer anymore. It's like, technically you don't like, it's not in your body right now, but to actually really be able to say that you're in remission, you have to have that five years. And so again, I really think, um, everything that I've been told so far sounds like I should pretty much lead a pretty normal life from here on out. Um, the obvious fear is that, um, anytime you have any sort of cancer, if you get another kind of cancer, that's when you need to worry because <laughs> um, cause basically what you did, like, the you know, if I did chemo basically and then I got cancer again, that means, oh, it didn't work, you know, got cancer again. So the pills that I'm about to start, or I actually just started taking last night, um, my cancer was like hormone activated somehow. Once again, I didn't have... Um, nothing of it in my family. I don't have the gene for like breast cancer. Um, so it's truly one of those like, you know, exposure to something and it's, is I don't it, know. does it have anything to do with lifestyle like diet or, or more maybe, you know, if you live some, near something or somewhere yeah. in the, for a certain amount of time, did, did you, did, did they, t- did they tell you anything about that? Maybe the possibility or is it just truly like a random, unfortunate anomaly? Right. I mean, they have yet to tell me anything. I asked, I'm like, so is there anything I can do? Like, cause I don't really drink. I don't smoke. Um, you know, I'm not the healthiest eater, but it's also like, I'm also like, I just gave up sugar for a year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but, um, you know, I asked the surgeon, she's like, uh, just keep doing that. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so she's like, have like, you can have like a drink. I'm like, Okay, so I guess I'm just not going to drink because it's like, what's the point of a drink? One. But right. <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, Let me get just tired. <laughs> so, just get a headache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, other than that, I mean, I was taking birth control um, basically for about 10 years. Um, and so that kind of makes you, I stopped taking the birth control. Do you think since maybe, because isn't birth, birth control is very like a hormonal pill, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe that had something to do with it that's my like conspiracy theorist because yeah but I, mean, if, it, yeah, I but guess that'd be my guess if if if, if the cancer was due to right. hormonal uh stuff yeah. i guess God, i sound like a fourth grader <laughs> um but i don't know that's very interesting right yeah. i mean again when I, I told my doctor i'm like well i've been on birth control and i was like should i stop that and she was like yep and i'm like okay so mm-hmm. but of course like every you know if that were the case, wouldn't we all not be taking birth control pills? Mm-hmm. So again, it's one of those things where it's like fine print. It's like we cannot say, right? You know, it, it's so hard. It's one of those things, especially now. Um, I one of the like podcasters that I love, she's pregnant right now, mm-hmm. and just every week she's like, "Hey, stop commenting on my stuff about this is gonna mess up my baby, <laughs> right. and this like everything <laughs> could quote unquote cause right. cancer," exactly. you know. Um, it's crazy just like how much yeah and we just know so much and now is the issue (laughs) (laughs) yeah you really just have to I mean again I've had so many people come out of the woodwork to tell me about plant-based diets and I had someone send me like Mm -hmm. this like nine disc series on like the truth about cancer and I'm like trying to watch them and I'm like man this is a lot (laughs) Um, right but again I'm like I appreciate everybody's like trying and like of course like people are affected by cancer like every like again this is the closest I've ever been affected by cancer I literally like I don't have anyone else in my life that I'm like oh I lost my so-and-so to cancer like no one in my family so it was like finally I'm like oh I'm gonna have to start like running 5k's like (laughs) 
I finally have to be one of those people that's like has like all those t-shirts about like breast cancer and literally my like whole family right you know so like, many freaking like <laughs> breast cancer this that's the other thing yeah is people just start like sending you stuff yeah. I'm like stop <laughs> I don't see yep it. yep <laughs> I also think it's really crazy too um that you were diagnosed with breast cancer in October mm-hmm, right you know because Bre- that's like <laughs> breast cancer awareness month I and I was like oh crap how right uh, just such irony in yeah that, a week before i my birthday uh i was wow. supposed to go on a trip um across to california and i canceled it because it was like who knows what's like this next week supposed to be about so i was right. just like oh, let's just stay here and figure <laughs> all this out um <laughs> now i have to ask what was your big like your takeaway from this experience because i mean this is you know in a lot of people's instance it's a very traumatic Mm -hmm. experience and you know you can learn a lot from it but what was kind of some of the main things that you learned and how you kind of dealt with that process and how you are today oh probably so much um i'm literally like i have like five journals that i'm just like have bits of information that i'm like sussing out in my brain about all this because a lot (laughs) um mostly just the fact that you know I spent like the majority of my life um just kind of like doubting myself and you know especially in the the theater world like went to college then moved up to New York then got like terrified and didn't really do much because I was like I don't want to audition so I didn't and then um and then this happened and then you're just kind of like oh my god like I feel like I just kind of you know you kind of blame yourself you're like I let this happen and it's because I you know I don't know either I wanted the attention of like having people look at me and feel sorry for me or I it's not like you made it up right (laughs) right. (laughs) um but I feel like I kind of like a few maybe like this summer I remember posting a an Instagram post about feeling so like scared um just like letting fear um run my life that I wish I had like the irony of this is insane but I said I wish I had a life like a near-death experience to like wake me up <laughs> and, and yep <laughs> it happened <laughs> <laughs> so thanks uh universe um and yeah, it, it definitely uh, it helped. <laughs> I think I've found out more about myself. I think I've found out like more of the strength. You know, everyone says that like you know you'll find the strength that you never realized you had, <laughs> and it's kind of true. But it's also like I'm still very much me. Um, today, like my Roomba was just keep kept going into this closet. I'm like, get out of my closet. It is clean. Please clean the hallway. Like. And I was like losing my mind. And so like, you know, you think that like something like this is really going to like crazily alter your life. And of course, the big picture is yes. But like the small things, <laughs> like I'm still annoyed about the Roomba. But um, <laughs> well, it's good to, be, you know, still still be you, but also kind of have that achievement mm-hmm. and that and that and that sense of accomplishment for, you know, we beat beating breast yeah, cancer, yeah. you know, I mean. And it and and the fight is still uh, going on right. essentially is from what you're saying right yeah, yeah. Um, like I'll see my oncologist in three months to talk about like the pills that I'm taking see my um, surgeon like every six months for like the next five years still um, I I still have another surgery to go for my like permanent like breast implant surgery um, so you know just little things here and there but um. Yeah, it's kind of like staring into the abyss because you really don't know (laughs) what's happening next. Um, Obviously, I feel like, again, like trying to just live like a healthier lifestyle in general is really going to help me. Um, Even like I think the pills that I'm going to be taking, um, you know, like one of the less common side effects is like, severe blood clots and all these things that could be really bad for you so I'm like okay so I really need to like start working out and like you know just doing some more physical activity that's like getting my body moving so that I don't get a blood clot like that's enough reason like back in the day I'm like I'll go to the gym and then it doesn't happen but now it's like oh (laughs) real life (laughs) or death situation here (laughs) go to the gym um (laughs) and my uncle 
surprised me with a Vitamix. <laughs> so it's like, great. Ooh. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but uh, again, it's like, no excuse. Make healthy things. Make a healthy fruit. So, I, like I rarely eat fruit. So that's big for me. Like having something to grind it all up. I'm a texture phobe. So <laughs> not everything changes. You think that you're going to be fine. And like, oh, lifestyle change. I have to eat healthier. Boom. Done. It's not great for someone like me. It's like I can't eat like coconut. It's like I just hate it, the texture. So Vitamix. <laughs> so on that, on this like healthier lifestyle, I also want to talk about your year without sugar <laughs> because that is insane. Yeah. Like everything has sugar in <laughs> right? it. Yeah. So so what has that been like for you? What made you want to do it? Yeah. Um, I think, again, I was like in therapy one day and I was just like going on and on about my like just, I don't know, um, lack of will <laughs> to like be healthier. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, like I, you know, I have IBS. So like my stomach always hurts. So like, I don't want to ever leave the apartment cause I don't want to feel bad, but I also don't want to eat better in order to like make my stomach hurt less, even though it's like, well, why? If you know that, you know, your body hurts because of the things you eat, why not eat better? And so I had this like, you know, it's just like this circle I go around in my head and I don't know, like the power of therapy. I tell you, um, I was literally just talking about not eating sugar. And then I left therapy with that day and I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to stop eating sugar for a year. I'm going to make a YouTube about it. You know, keep my, keep people watching it so that I have a, you know, support repertoire yeah <laughs> um <laughs> what <laughs> uh, i just say shit <laughs> more like accountability i guess um that was way yeah. better i, 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 I couldn't think of the word but uh yeah I'm a fourth grader dude <laughs> so i uh i basically because i had done like a whole 30 for like the month i think a year earlier so i had kind of dabbled in this idea of not eating sugar i kind of knew what i was getting myself into um and so and no sugar is not as hard as whole 30 because I could at least eat carbs. So, um, so I definitely did it very much like no processed sugar. I still eat fruit and, um, things like that, but I didn't eat anything that like had added sugar. So like tomato sauce, um, you know, and again, there were things that I kind of was like, all right, I'm out. I'm going to have some Heinz ketchup. I know it's like literally has sugar in it, but you do it you do the best you you gotta cheat yeah (laughs) and for the most part like what i wanted to achieve was like going to a bakery in the morning or going to brunch and not always getting a donut or french toast something like that that i always got i'm like i in my mind i always felt like i was eating like a kid and i'm like i've never gotten out of that mindset of like eating like a kid like obviously i think it's okay to eat sugar in your life and i think again after what happened in october i'm like i'm gonna eat sugar but um you know i just feel like i didn't have any balance um i would like go to the deli you know that's like the thing about living in new york you're like i'm gonna eat sugar all the time <laughs> like it's right there and so yeah, and it's so hard to find like healthy things yeah you know, it's just, it's so hard to find like healthy things quick, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, and so like difficult. 30 or $40 a piece. Right. Exactly. Oh God, and so, so you know, yeah. And I spent like, I ate a pop dart every day for years. Like that was my breakfast. And so, you know, I was just like, I'm 20. What, I was what? 26. Um, like I'm 26. I'm 27. Like I got to stop doing this. I can't live like that. So yeah, I don't know. It just happened. And, uh, I started making, you know, learning how to make things with like kind of like that fake sugar that a lot of the keto people use and stuff and trying and failing at making like macarons that were made without sugar. It doesn't work. You have to have sugar for some things, <laughs> but, um, you know, I made like banana breads that had like honey and stuff like that. And so even though I didn't make it the 10 or the, the full year, I made it the 10 months basically mm-hmm. like it worked because, what I wanted to achieve was to not have that like immediate, just like go to the sugar aisle, get cookies, eat just a box of cookies. And that's my night. That's my dinner, you know? So like I have achieved that. (laughs) So I feel like even though I didn't make it the full year, it still worked. So my first ever, um, new year's resolution that I really carried out, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So favorite recipe. Cause I mean, I'm eating chicken all the time, so I need something different. (laughs) What was your favorite like recipe for sugar free? 
Well, I guess one that was like no fail and really easy was like these Reese's cups. Um, It was literally like sugar-free peanut butter and some coconut oil and Lily's dark chocolate, like um, chocolate chips. And it's like a brand that just has no sugar added. Mm -hmm. And you like melt all that stuff up and you get like muffin tins and you have like a layer of the chocolate. You freeze that layer of peanut butter, freeze that and put it more chocolate on top and you just freeze the whole thing. And they're like, just like Reese's cups. And it's so simple. And it's like one of the most natural like options. Like there wasn't even, I don't know. It was just <laughs> really good. And they're like those like kind of like, they're like fat bombs. So it's like, especially if you're doing keto, like they're really good for like staving off, you know, wanting to eat a bunch of them because they fill you up. So I would, I would go with that probably. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, I actually learned something a couple days ago. Did you know that it's actually Reese's instead of oh Reese's? Yeah, no, this this came up How at weird. my this came up at my job because I said Reese's and like everyone where, where are you Reese's. from? From North Carolina. Okay, yeah, yeah. So everyone in the South says Reese's. Like oh, it's man. just a normal thing. But I was in like my my work's break room and I was like, Yeah, I love Reese's and everyone in the room who they're all from New York and they were all like what? Reese's what's a Reese's <laughs> they're like it's Reese's and then they made me look it up there is an apostrophe yeah and then so. listen to that like, song the cups belong to right. a, 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 a gentleman Reese. or a woman named Reese true yeah no and they like made me like listen to the jingle and they were like listen it's jingle? Reese's There's it's Reese's no yeah. the Reese's puffs Reese's puffs oh <laughs> it's a you know that's, the cereal that's, oh for the cereal yeah, cereal oh. It's, but it's Reese's Puffs. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> that like, the one, like the one commercial though. <laughs> they don't like on Christmas time. They're not just like Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it's okay, Reese's okay. Puffs. Jingle, jingle was wrong. The jingle was wrong. Yeah, but it's still Reese's. <laughs> when you say jingle, well, you better bring a Reese's. jingle that Reese's. everyone knows. But it's Reese's. You know, I'm probably never actually gonna say that, but that's good to know. <laughs> so I, wonder, I still Reese's call it Reese's. Cup. Yeah. My, oh, my next question is, who's Snicker? Stop. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. True. Mm. So has that like shifted the way that you view food? I feel like I'd be so much more aware of like ingredients and everything if if oh, I yeah. had cut out sugar, you know, cuz you have oh, to read yeah. like all the labels yeah. before you buy anything. For sure. Ugh. I mean, even just like even the candy that I used to eat, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, like that, you know, that one piece of candy has like twice as much or three times as much as like something that I could make." homemade that has you know like still has sugar in it but it's better for you and I don't know just just everything everything has sugar and then you get really excited to find like the brands that you love that don't have sugar and you're like yes and <laughs> they're five hundred dollars yeah <laughs> pretty much I mean I, know. I love those those hue kitchen mm. chocolate bars but they're seven dollars right. a bar I'm like yeah. oh my god yeah I got really big into like Lara bars and mm. recently I found um what are those ones they're like a keto bar i can't mention it now are you are you keto or do you just not no. eat okay, i tried okay. keto for like a week and then i got really like i think what they call it something or it's like the, that the keto flu yeah, yeah and i got that and i'm like mm, no not worth it for me right now <laughs> like <laughs> i gotta go to work like i literally like was like, yeah, like so you nauseous. shouldn't get sick from a <laughs> healthy diet yeah you know i mean, mean and again yeah. like you know i have friends who do keto and like the results are amazing and i like props to them like they've not been eating sugar longer than i have like but you know for me it wasn't as about that as much um just you know wasn't my goal so Mm -hmm. here and there i like to do like more of like a whole 30 thing um just essentially just eating whole foods you know what is yeah what is that like i've i've never done that but what is so you said that you did it last year two years ago okay yeah Yeah. what was that like i liked that a lot better um I, i did it for like a month I did it in February and it's like Valentine's Day and it's like my boyfriend and I's anniversary. So it's like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Like that's two years. I haven't had sugar for Valentine's Day. Right, shoot for March <laughs> yeah, this year. Exactly. <laughs> but um, honestly, like everyone talks about like, you know, I'm so drained. But for me, like I felt great. <laughs> like, you know, I still hated not being able to eat like a sandwich. But, you know, I definitely found recipes. Like I made soups and, you know, just having like side dishes that like, Again, Whole30 is different from keto because you can still eat, like, it's still not about counting carbs. So that's, like, a big difference for me because, like, I can still eat potatoes and that's, like, 
you got your french fries you can i could like i baked fries at home and stuff like that's big for me yeah. so. do you have to do you have to count anything or is it just like the food mm-hmm. you're eating okay good I, yeah I, I don't like counting stuff. no yeah it's not about anything like that it was really just about like you know don't eat legumes or processed anything or oh is it is it like paleo i think it's know? very it's close similar to okay. yeah okay. what um, make what makes food whole like what is what's a whole food like nothing packaged basically like basically like you're, like veggies and yeah yeah can you like, eat chicken mm-hmm, yeah i mean there was a lot of meats on the on the list no dairy um but how do you eat it if it's not packaged uh, i think like that's different cooking oh oh no like yeah like packaged like like chips like chips like and crackers, like crackers like protein okay, bars that's and that's stuff yeah. like that that's where i discovered lara bars because it was literally like cashews dates I think that was like the one I would eat. Yeah, <laughs> those like and dates. RX bars. Have you ever yeah, had those? Yeah, yeah. Those are really a like little. Those, yeah, those are a little too. <laughs> they're they're a little too granola for me. <laughs> There's one that's like a mango flavor, mm-hmm. and that one I like because it just well, you don't really like fruit, but it's yeah. like it just tastes yeah. like mangoes. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got it. I really I got into like dried mango. Like mm. again, so good. Right, and it's like so. I was like good. me cheating. I'm like this is candy. Like so, <laughs> but whatever. It's not cheating, so I did it anyway. So. So what's your plan going forward or do you do you have a plan yet about going forward and like trying to eat healthier, go to the gym? Like, um, have you thought about about that at all? You know, yes and no. Um, I've kind of taken this last month off of like so I was recovering from my surgery for like six weeks and uh, I just started back at work like last week. And so, you know, I, I have like big idea, you know, like the grand scheme of things plans to like really kick it in a high year and just focus on more healthy things but this last month I have obviously been like woohoo I'm eating sugar again and I'm gonna just like do that for a minute and get that out of my system Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it had been a really long time since I'd (laughs) done that and uh but already I know that it's like oh okay I already know I'm gonna need like a definite game plan for how I'm going to go about like eating sugar again because you know if I don't have something in place I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like eat it too much and so I'm either gonna give myself like a you know kind of like a cheat meal situation where it's like one day a week you know we order dessert or we go to like a new place that like has like a fun thing I've always wanted to try or something like that um and try to stick mostly sugar-free for like the majority of the week um I have a gym membership that kind of collects dust throughout <laughs> the year, you know? Um, it's one of those things. It's one of those, I feel like, I feel like you actually had a YouTube video, Jane, a long time oh. ago about, um, kind of going to the gym and like that fear of not oh. knowing how to like <laughs> yeah. do anything. I there. made it with Grant yeah. at ECU's gym. Right. <laughs> but TBT. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's so, it's so true. Like, I keep telling my boyfriend, I'm like, I need you to just go to the gym with me one time so I can freely go to machine to machine without feeling like people are watching me be an idiot Mm -hmm. because I don't know what I'm doing. And I just because like I'll go to the gym and just go on the elliptical and like call it a day. And I want to be able to gain muscle, especially with my surgery. Like I kind of lost a lot of mobility in my arms. And so I want to really strengthen my arms and um, um, just, you know get strong and uh I don't know have a great um energy mostly and so again it's all kind of like big picture stuff and it has I haven't really broken it down yet like how I'm going to achieve any of that but uh little by little how (laughs) long is your recovery total um well it was about six weeks I guess for Mm -hmm. me to kind of be up and moving as much as I am now um I still have um, these things called tissue expanders in my chest and that's where like they put that in when I got my mastectomy um, and so every couple weeks uh, my plastic surgeon would kind of like they're like balloons basically and so he would like kind of inject like a needle into my breasts and uh, blow them up a little bit <laughs> with like saline <laughs> and so it's like every time I'd like come off the table my boyfriend would be like whoa <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I'm like are they too big oh my god I'm like freaking out <laughs> but um so probably I go back again next week um 
either to like solidify my size or go like a little bit bigger. I'm not trying to like yeah. Pam Anderson it over here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not trying to like completely get rid of my wardrobe, but you know, the silver lining of having to have breast cancer is you get to have new boobs if you want to. So yeah, taking that with me. Um, and, uh, so probably yeah, what, it, what is that like? <laughs> Do you mind talking yeah. about that? <laughs> you know, um, it's again, the irony of it all is like, I always had said that I wanted a boob job, like growing up, like, you know, I, my whole family, like my mom has never had a boob job. She's got like probably smaller boobs than me. And then I've got like all my aunts who've all had boob jobs and then just, no, I, I like, I want one. That's right? why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I will say like, you know, obviously this probably wasn't the way I thought I was going to get one, but when the opportunity mm-hmm. came to me, it's like, sounds like this is my opportunity to go for this. And New York it's paid for. And, um, it's like, Oh, wow, you have breast cancer. Yeah. You get reconstruction for free. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how it works. And so, they gave me a great plastic surgeon. My boyfriend and I both like kind of have a crush on him. Like he's like super charming. McDreamy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my God, stop. I need to rewatch Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> he's super charming. It's like, it's also weird because it's like he's sitting there like taking pictures of your boobs like before and after like right. surgery. Like, so it's like standing there in like a hospital <laughs> gown, just like with a man taking pictures of your chest. And you're like, please don't do anything weird with these. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, so far, like I've literally like just been going around the house, like trying to like decide if like, this is where I want to be. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, trying on things that I'm like oh gosh I can't I don't even fit this like dress anymore <laughs> like yeah. too tight or uh va va voom in a couple things <laughs> I'm like whoa <laughs> like fill this out now so you know obviously in from for me it's kind of like exciting you know and uh just gonna hopeful hope for the best in terms of like the the final implant and hope that it's mm-hmm. it looks okay and you know, they they really care a lot about the aesthetic um, for young people, which I really appreciate it. Um, like as, you know, doctors, like when you first hear that you have cancer, you're just like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Just like get it out. Cut it up. I don't care. And then they're like, well, you're going to have to live with this for a long time. So we want you to actually like like this. And then I'm like, oh, true. And, you know, really hits you hard, especially those first couple weeks when it was just mastectomy. Um, my doctor is like this, um, heads up this different way of, um, doing plastic surgery where they don't put the implants in right away. So it gives your skin, uh, time to heal. Um, which is great cause I know people who have done it right away and then they've gotten like infections and stuff. So, oh, wow. yeah. so yeah, I had like, you know, a pretty flat chest for the first like four weeks or so. And, um, ugh, it's like, Oh, I get it now. Like Mm -hmm. they really like care about like, you know, the men, the mental just breakdown of not having your boobs anymore is kind of crazy. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't think it's going to like really affect you. And then you're like, Oh yeah, this is like a weird, like self-esteem, like downer. (laughs) So, so it's definitely been, you know, just exciting to like get a kind of like play dress up on yourself and like <laughs> like sim character yourself I don't know oh my <laughs> god yes you know it's like so you know definitely not a you know pro plastic surgery for sure if it makes you happy <laughs> you know <laughs> go for it <laughs> that's awesome do you have do you have any more questions Grant I think that was all I wanted to talk about uh I I did I you but you answered it because I was wondering if you're gonna still go sugar-free mm. um because yeah, I definitely cannot do that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I like chips and, and yeah. chocolate, but we're addicted to a hint of lime chips, which Ooh, I'm sure like is uh, not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> those are so good. They yeah. kind of taste sweet in a weird way, right? Yeah, like, they do. But I think it pairs well with like a spicier salsa. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. God, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Super good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jillian. Yeah. I mean that that. Oh, I actually I did have one more thing. Sure. What? And if you don't mind sharing this, what? was 
kind of something that you would tell people that reached out to you that were going through the same thing and they were struggling with? Like the, the thing that you would tell them to kind of help them if it wasn't, you know, like to boost their self-esteem or like actual factual stuff. Like what what is kind of something they can take from that? Because I'm sure someone listening has maybe been through, if not the same experience or an experience similar to this. Like what would you say to them? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think... For me personally, um, everything that happened was so fast and so like heady that, you know, I had those moments of like total despair and total just like freak out. And at the end of the day, for me, what helped me was just like the overlying feeling of like, this has to happen because you have cancer and, uh, everything that's about to happen is only to like save you. And so you're going to have to get a mastectomy or a lumpectomy and things are going to be different, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> you have to, <laughs> you have to do everything you can just to like get better. And, uh, just like, again, like with Survive, the eating better, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like I never, you know, again, like having to eat healthy, all this stuff that I'm like freaking out about. Cause it's like, you know, I'm such a weird food person. I, uh, my textures and I'm picky, all this stuff. So like, you know, again, it doesn't matter. You have to, you just have to do it. <laughs> so like that yeah, might be that, harsh, that, but no, it's, it's like, not harsh. It's great advice. Cause I yeah. feel like people need to hear that, you know, cause I think people try, especially now they try to wiggle around mm-hmm, or beat around exactly. the bush and try to find shortcuts. But I mean, you're essentially saying what a lot of people need to hear is you just got to do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally about life or death. Yeah. It's about the well being of your, of you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You kind of just got to sit down and stop ignoring the facts uh, like stop ignoring the bad signs in your life stop ignoring your diet stop ignoring mm-hmm. your fitness you, you just gotta kind of sit down and do it or else you you know you you yeah. will suffer and that yeah. sounds harsh too but that's kind of the real deal right you know like could you imagine if you did absolutely nothing about yeah. this this lump exactly. and you know like right. if you just ignored it for a while it could have become something far worse than yeah. it was you so know so monthly breast exams as well shower when you are in the shower feel your boobs that's what everyone is. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've seen on the internet like talk about that. I'm like, oh my God, I never did that. I never, ever did that. So look it up. It's really easy to do. That's <laughs> I can I can help you too, Jane. Yeah. You know, oh I'll, I'll be glad God. to I mean, help. hey, my boyfriend found mine. So, you know, <laughs> right, don't knock it. Let me grab my magnifying glass. <laughs> well, Jillian, thank you so much. I really thank appreciate it. Okay. Jillian, pimp out your Instagram, pimp out your YouTube. <laughs> tell everyone where they can yeah. find you. Yeah, pimp them out. Jillian Brocky. It's a weird name, but that's the one. You How do you spell it? Spell it? At it. Um, it's at J-I-L-L-I-A-N-B-R-O-C-K-I. And um, the YouTube is probably, who knows what I'll do with that from now on, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was going to ask, are you going to keep posting on YouTube? I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not one of those. I'm like so untech savvy that like <laughs> the amount of work that I see like with yours and I'm like, I don't know how to like editing. I'm but like, your oh. phone is so advanced. You can just record. And yeah, upload, that's true. You know yeah. I mean? so yeah. People like that too, though. I'm I like might. way too extra. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might. I, I, I don't know. I've, I'm much more of a writer. So maybe I'll blog eventually, you know, just oh, like writing and you stuff. You should do that. Yeah. You should really do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be my, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Grant and I both went for the mic at the same time. We need to get a third one. God. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. If you want to find Skip Snooze on Instagram, we are Skip Snooze Pod. You can find me at Jane. Ky- or I almost said the wrong <laughs> Instagram handle. You got your name. Um, the, my Instagram is at Jane K Sims. Just Jane Simmons on YouTube. Uh, I am Grant underscore Vandervoort on Instagram. Tune in next week. I don't know who we're interviewing, but we have a few people lined it's up. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. We're going to draw from a hat, old school style. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, y'all. Peace. Bye.